Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Well, hello there, and welcome to what is episode 50 of Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records' Punk Goes series. Can't believe we've made it this far. I can't believe you've done this. Can't believe... Oh, fuck. (laughs) I can't believe we've done this. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe I'm here with you. uh, Yeah. I know. On Zencaster. Not... Yes. In same room. No, because we apparently don't know how to conduct ourselves properly and everyone is getting sick again. And I hate everything about what this year has decided to be. Oh, dear. Um, Anyway, welcome to... What a a great way to start episode. (laughs) Well, I don't know. You jump in with something more positive. Hey, we're here at episode 50. We've done this podcast for over a year now, and I'm still super excited to record. Over? I still still enjoy this thing. What was that? Sorry, Has it Has it been over a year? Well, because we've taken... Oh, right. You took a break, and then there was a Jordan Banks episode, so technically it is a year. We're at like, yeah. we're at, we, if we hadn't taken a break, we would be at like episode 53 or 54 by now. So cool. yeah, we, we would be at about a year. Yeah. It feels like we started earlier on in the year last year. So yeah, I guess we didn't, but. I guess you recorded in advance. So that's true. Yeah. We recorded about four or six episodes yeah. ahead of time before we started actually releasing. And I think we kept sort of going, do we release now? Nah, we're not ready. We've only got eight episodes recorded. <laughs> How naive we were. <laughs> oh, man, I'm trying to find. I'm just searching through my text history because I definitely have timestamp. Like, Sam and I thought we were being, like, super funny and being like, hey, do you want to record a podcast tonight? No, because I'm busy. I'm going to be recording a podcast. Oh, that's funny because I was going to be recording a podcast because we're just so hilarious. hilarious. Uh Aha. All right, let me see. Well, while you're looking into that, though, do you want to announce which song we're doing, Richard? Do you want me to announce or do you want to both announce at the same time? At the same time. I'll give a, a three count and then we'll try and do it with this delay. So <laughs> one, two, three, Smash Mouth Soul Star. Star by Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth <laughs> as covered by Chunk No Captain Chunk. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. nailed it. One take. We're like we're like Clint Eastwood in this thing. <laughs> one, take, one take Clint. Yeah. We're like Bill so O'Reilly. I... We're doing it live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We decided Hang on, 30 days, has September, April, June, and November. We uh, actually decided on the the idea of this podcast on Valentine's Day. Oh. So I think it was the 2nd of June 2019 that we started to actually record. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. It was a Saturday that looked very much like this as well. Yeah. Grey and cold and, and yeah. Yep. Shit out. And indoors. I don't want to think about yep. what has changed in the last year because a lot has changed. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm struggling with this opener. 
Shall we? Shall we intro the band? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Right. Let's do it. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star, get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star, get the show on, get paid. So, um, so, 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 I've decided, in 2016, um, for the now defunct website Faster Louder, I wrote an article entitled, Smash Mouth's All-Star Has Become the Voice of the Internet Generation. So, I have half of mine just to read that as my intro, um, and have the two of you butt in as much as possible. So. You know what? I'm down for that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I was going to, like come in with I, I don't even know i don't even have like pre-planned interjections so just just go at your own clip and if we interrupt we interrupt you're also so, welcome to take a paragraph or two yourselves Ooh, well i'll jump in and i'll start with the byline bit great so smash mouth's all-star has become the voice of the internet generation by richard s he and i should jump in here and just tell everyone that the S stands for some bod. Um, so this article was published on the 21st of April, 2016. Richard S. He explains how a power pop hit from 1999 became the theme song for a generation of jokes, memes, and deeply weird nostalgia. All right. Well, Smash Mouth singer. Well. Steve- <laughs> it's a hot one. <laughs> Smash Mouth's singer, Steve Harwell, once fronted the white rap group FOS, which stands for Freedom of Speech. But oh. by 1997, when Smash Mouth debuted with Fushu Mang, Scarpunk was the new flavor of the month. Their 60s-inflected Walking on the Sun crossed over onto the charts and made it at number 11 in the 1997 Triple J Hottest 100, just two places below Radiohead's Karma Police. <laughs> However... By the time the follow-up, 1999's Astro Lounge, arrived, Smash Mouth had abandoned all pretenses to being a credible rock band. Sick. Which is um, a, little, a little bit harsh, but somewhat. I mean, right. no, because then they became an incredible rock band. <laughs> <laughs> all right. At the time, Spin Magazine called them a goofy but deeply schooled popcore band who dream uh, no who sing about getting blunted and nodding off on the american dream like a bunch of stoner smurfs their lack of seriousness was their appeal and all star was the crown jewel where the new radicals you get what you give combined cynicism earnestness and a fuck you end verse into seriously one of the greatest songs of the 90s all star was the corporate rock novelty version but it was involuntarily catchy and parents liked it just as much as their kids you yep. Soon, 
Smash Mouth was soundtracking montages in Shrek, Digimon the Movie, Mystery Man, Rat Race, Inspector Gadget, and apparently every other movie ever made. As soon as it was recorded, singer Steve Harwell was thinking about licensing opportunities. He told Rolling Stone, we were going Gatorade, football, baseball, basketball. This song's going to be everywhere. He was right, but they were too successful. By by 2003, the dream was over. In a more cynical time, Smash Mouth had become the goofy 90s relic we'd prefer to forget. I had um, asked my buddy Marcus about (laughs) All-Star just because he has, like, he's got interesting views on music as well. And I was like, Mm. uh, I said to him, we're recording this episode. Do you have any, like, thoughts or anecdotes or anything about uh, All-Star? And he just said, um, what do you say? He's like, it's that song that makes me think of Shrek and Rat Race. Now that was a film. And then he just said, I just, because we were talking about Rat Race, he said, I just remember that the kid being like, it's Smash Smash Mouth. Mouth. And then he's all like, (laughs) "Um, Body once told me. And then John Cleese cries as they give away all his money or something. Wow. (laughs) So clearly, and it's it's the same with me, like clearly he watched it in 2001 or two whenever Rat Race came out and never saw it again, but just remembered Smash Mouth. (laughs) Incredible. What a story, Marcus. I'm going to resume. So, but years later, once we were far removed enough from the 90s to mock them, the Smash Mouth renaissance began. Patient Zero, a 2010 Saturday Night Live sketch where Smash Mouth keep emerging from a young girl's closet to play all-star at her. In 2011, the Smash Mouth eat the eggs incident, where Twitterer John Hendren, aka Fart, successfully raises $10,000 for charity to get Steve Harwell to eat two dozen eggs, Cooked by his celebrity chef doppelganger, Guy Fieri. A couple of things. One, that's the best Twitter handle ever. Yeah. yeah like, everyone else should just give up on their Twitter handles. Two, <laughs> I don't know I don't know if uh, Steve Harwell is quite as saintly as Guy Fieri. I'm just going to put that out there. I, I adore that man. Yeah, that, yeah, he's pretty wonderful. Yeah. They have called themselves brothers from another mother before, though. Yeah. That is true. And I'd like to think that if Guy Fieri likes you, if, if Guy Fieri calls you your, his brother from another mother, then you've got to be pretty decent. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Continuing. But it's Neil Cicerega's 2014 mashup album, Mouth Sounds, that takes things to the next level. Cicerega combines Smash Mouth with everything from Modest Mouse to the Full House theme, even John Lennon, all to horrifying effect. Mouth Sounds was the peak of the internet's obsession with nostalgia and BuzzFeed quizzes, where everything uncool from our youth collides and forms a black hole that sucks in everything else. Smash Mouth's all-star is the gaping void at its center. In other words, nostalgia is the death of original art, our generation is doomed, and all we can do is quote the lyrics of all-star in increasingly absurd settings, (laughs) as I've been doing on various social media for six years now. Beautiful. (laughs) Now, the Smash Mouth memes start coming and they don't stop coming. There's a new one every month. An audience threw bread at them. They inspired some bodies embarrassing teenage diary entries, which I don't actually know what that link leads to. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care either. It's BuzzFeed. Um, Smash Ups became not just a subreddit or a SoundCloud subgenre, but a way of life. Some guy called Hot Dad sang All Star in Reverse. Another deconstructed the song so it sounds like the 90s falling apart. Will it ever end? This painfully serious trap cover by Black Bear is just the beginning. 
Oh, man. The holy grail of smash-ups is Neil Cicerega's Imagine All-Star People. truth is, Imagine and All-Star are really about the same thing. And if you watch this twisted karaoke version for long enough, where someone performed it in real life, the blasphemy <laughs> turns into a collective joy, where Imagine is poetic, every line in All-Star is a cliché, all of which add up to one giant uber cliché far greater than the sum of its parts. All-Star is so profoundly dumb that it comes back around to being profound. All that glitters is gold, only shooting stars break the mould. It's the human condition. By becoming the most memeable song of them all, Smash Mouth's All-Star has become the voice of the internet generation. It's not the song we need, but the song we deserve. Absolutely. Beautiful. <laughs> I adore the idea of uh, the the Smash Up, uh, Imagine All-Star people, because there would just be, not even so much for the idea of the, the two songs together, it's the people who hold John Lennon to basically sainthood because of some music that he wrote 50 years ago. Yep, and those people, those would be the people that would be so upset that it's that's being mashed up with All Star. Yeah, we take it so seriously, and for that, <laughs> I can't thank Neil Cicciarega enough. Like that's hilarious to me. It's it's you know as I've I think I've stated before, like I'm a metalhead, but I also find it delicious when metalheads just have to cry about something like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just it's just it's it's wonderful to me. It really yeah. is. Yeah. I feel like this episode is going to be a lot of just like cobbling together just like anecdotes and stuff, like bits and pieces, but Well this is our this is our clip show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what it like bottle episode where everything just takes place in the one in the one space. Yeah. yeah. But no, more of a clip show, you're right. I'm thinking of like yeah, I'm trying to think of, of famous bottle sh- bottle episodes, like the the pen episode from Community. Legendary. Where, yes. they're, where they're, they only are in the the, the study room. Yep. Um, yeah, oh, I man. can't think of any, any others. Um, Breaking Bad has the fly episode where Walt and Jesse are yeah. like cooking in the underground meth lab and um they have to extract a fly from there. Yeah, that's a good one. Huh. Yeah. Because they have to get rid of the fly because it will contaminate the meth. Oh, of course. Because it, it's hilarious to think that meth could get contaminated. Even <laughs> that's the thing is like... Yeah, I get that on like a base level, but also like <laughs> you're kind of contaminating yourself if you take meth. So <laughs> never mind if there's a fly in it or not. This has been my drug PSA. That should be <laughs> that should be the new um like turn of phrase or whatever. Fly in the ointment, fly in the meth. Mm. <laughs> He's a real fly in the meth, isn't that, he? That, that'll be one of our new shirts coming <laughs> out. <laughs> so a while ago, and this is slightly off topic, but also I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so I do this thing every now and then like with a few of my key friends that I have great like internet bands with I'll go through our friendship on Facebook and just review how hilarious we are and so I was going through my friendship with a certain Richard S. He and <laughs> there have just been some wonderful moments in our like Facebook messenger chats over the years one of my favourites was at one point Richard messaged me saying, I thought I was having a slow motion anxiety attack last night, but it was just indigestion. 
<laughs> Needless to say, having All Star playing at four different BPMs in my head didn't help. <laughs> And then I replied, is it weird that I kind of want to know what that feels like? To which Richard replied, your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. (laughs) Facts only. Yeah. So I thought that was wonderful. And then there was the time, June 25th, 2014, when in all caps I said, you'll never guess what song just came on the 90s Spotify playlist I'm listening to. And then in parentheses, you'll definitely guess what song just came on the 90s Spotify playlist I'm listening to, to which Richard replied, is it Semi-Charmed Life? <laughs> was it? Uh, was it? It was not. It was another song that we will not talk about here. It's it is forbidden. But, <laughs> so, yeah, look, let's, suffice to say, I think a lot of, the relationship between me and Richard and also the relationship between me and Sam and the relationship between Richard and Sam and our triad relationship has been defined by this song. Yeah. Yeah. For better or for worse. Yeah. I think. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, it took a while for me to come around. Because... <laughs> Same. I mean, me too. Well, <laughs> no, like, you weren't living with someone who kept playing <laughs> certain smash-ups that kept getting sent to her by a certain uh, Richard somebody, um, which was my 2014. I, we were living <laughs> in a share house, Emma and I, with our other friend, Cassie. Shout out to Cassie. We will send you this episode because I think you'll appreciate it. And, Hi, Cassie. <laughs> and it started off funny. It really did. <laughs> but Emma did not get over the joke. Emma did not move on from the joke and and it became this thing and it was like a new one came on and me and Cassie literally, like seriously, we looked at each other just like, oh man, that's another one. She's still laughing at this. DJ Khaled voice, another one. And we're just like, like I do, I can, I can still see the look in Cassie's eyes when that next smash up came, <laughs> came through, came through these laptop speakers and we were just like yeah it's gonna be another three minutes so i should explain that um inspired by neil cicerega's example in 2014 i started making smash-ups of my own under the name dj contempt because um i am both a dj who is contemptuous and because i am contemptuous of other djs yeah which is true um (laughs) so i think i made like 15 in total in that year Yep. I could be wrong, but um, I did, like, Lord's Team. I did We Found Love, um, Beyonce's Best Thing I Never Had, which is one of my favourites. Haven't um, you mashed it up with Walking on the Sun as well? Like, haven't you mashed it up? That wasn't up... me. No? No. Okay. That's no, bad. that's someone else. Someone did a three-way mashup. It's um the vocals of All Star over the instrumental to Walking on the Sun, but synchronised to the video of Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, <laughs> your your DJ name was at because I held you in contempt for a while because of that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I had, I had a few ideas that, like, never got executed, right? So um, in 2015, I threatened to do Smash 365, which is exactly what it sounds oh, like. Oh, man. I, I, did I it, think but... you, still, you still need to do that. I could have. And, um, and... I still, I still want to do um, Swift Mouth 1999, which is uh, 
an album long, including bonus tracks, including voice memos, mashup of Smash Mouth's All Star with Taylor Swift's 1989. Oh my gosh. One day. So every Taylor Swift, uh, every 1989 song is all, it's just All Star with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be, yeah. So many missed opportunities. I'm sorry if I'm being silent. I am furiously <laughs> trying to find DJ Contempt on SoundCloud just so I can. Oh, um, so that that SoundCloud has um, I converted it into our L SoundCloud so I could keep the followers. Right. Um, oh, okay. So have you since removed DJ Contempt work from it? Um, they're still there. They're <laughs> private links. The thing is, I'm, like, too lazy to actually upload it to YouTube because I'm always terrified that I'll get, like, copyright strikes. Yeah, um, look, that's I'll a fair... I'll send you a CD. That would be wonderful. Would be, yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good for one of you. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I've come back around and I enjoyed this. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it in 2014. Um, look, when I owned this CD as a child, I would have thought it was funny, but... Oh, you did own it as a child? Oh, I had Astro Lounge as a child. Oh. Yeah. And, and that, that joke that you made about how parents and kids like the song. Yeah, my mum really enjoyed this song as well. I bet. Yeah. It's, a, it's an all-rounder. Like, everyone loves it all the time. Every day. Every, every time, all the time. I think, like, look, we've established that I'm the kind of person who can find something perpetually funny. <laughs> and yep. I'm also the kind of person who my way of digesting music is to listen to it on repeat in the shower or just like I feel like those two factors combined like it's just the perfect like brain composition that this just it's entirely my shit like there's something about Neil Cicerega's mouth sounds mouth moods mouth silence like it's the perfect blend of just chaos, but also sheer mastery of like mashing all these things together that just mm. works. Like it is incredible study music for me for some reason. And like Same. if I need to get into a flow state at work, I put on that because there's just there's so much going on that I can just tune it out and just enter like a zen like state. <laughs> and there's just like the right level of familiarity. Yes, exactly. Like, there's enough for me to hang on to, but especially because I am an editor, like, I have to listen to things that I'm not latching on to too hard in my brain. Like, Mm. I need to be listening to things I've listened to a million times before, or, yeah, like, things that have enough familiar bits that I can sort of be like, yep, cool, and keep working. Otherwise, like, if I'm listening to a podcast while I edit or if I'm listening to new music while I edit, I can't because I'm too Mm. busy listening to what's going on. It's part of why I listen to, like, music where you can't distinguish the vocals. Yeah. With death metal, black metal, or, you know, foreign music. Yeah. Like, if I'm listening to, to you know, Der and Grey or something, like, I don't understand Japanese, so I'm not picking up on those words. Yeah. I was just trying to find myself um, the... Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> the, the Astro Lounge CD booklet. I don't remember any pictures except for this one. Oh, yes. And I don't know, it's one of the other members of Smash Mouth, and he's like, he's drinking what looks like a... Uh, martini, a, is it? A, a martini, but he's doing a funny pose. Like, he's he's holding the, the olive up to his mouth, he's sort of like doing like blue steel kind of... Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up. It's one of the, like, yeah, this, 
the energy of this episode is definitely chaotic and I sort of apologize, but not really. But like I feel like this song is chaotic though. That's yeah, like for me Yeah, like this song is it's just nostalgia in a box. It's sort of chaotic just with the sheer power it has to just like influence meme culture even in 2020 would you say that this song is so chaotic and powerful that in american football a smash mouth offense is an offensive (laughs) system that relies on a strong running game where most of the plays run by the offense or hand handoffs to the fullback or tailback is more traditional style of offense that often results in a higher time of possession by running the ball heavily so-called smash mouth football is often run out of the eye formation or wishbone with tight ends and receivers used as blockers that the offense is run oriented pass opportunities can develop as defense play close to the line you're all right not in there, <laughs> I wasn't. So, was it eye formation or l formation oh, i don't know i don't I watch don't american know. football i don't i don't watch <laughs> football let alone american football american football is a great band i th- i've oh, heard yeah. i don't know the sport is like the sport is quite baffling to me because it seems very, like, technical and stats-oriented, but also is, like, very appreciated by meatheads. Yeah. yeah. I never it's got also- the combination of that, too. I mean... I guess because they hit each other, like, they run into each other as well. Yeah. But it's also, like, it's a sport that seems like games go for, like, five hours. Yeah, because it's always stopping and starting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, not very interesting to me. It's not ice hockey. Yeah. Or air hockey. Look, I Ooh. don't really find any sport interesting. Um, and I don't say that to be like I'm not like other people. You like roller derby. Oh, like that's sick. Oh, but yeah. like in terms of points keeping and stuff, like I've no idea. I it used to be a joke for me and now it's just the truth. I'm like when people ask me about like, Oh yeah, you your football team, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, my sport is professional wrestling. Yep. And like and, and as I said, like at the start it started off as a point of like Haha, it's funny, but now it's like, no, that's my sport. That's what I watch every week is professional wrestling. I couldn't give a shit about football or cricket or basketball. It's pro wrestling. And yes, I consider that a sport. It is a sport. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to be outmatched if you argue against that. (laughs) Like I was outnumbered in... No, No, it was an even split... It was. Four people, two people liked it, two people didn't. I mean, no, I was outnumbered because Richard wasn't present for most of the time in which I was you were also ruining your life. You were also you were also not outnumbered because you weren't aware that we didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I probably was and I just kept going. Fair enough. I don't know. Um, I feel like in editing this episode, I should add some sort of, like, commentary over the top, like... I don't know. That'd be funny. I like. I have this underlying anxiety that none of this is making any sense to anyone else at the moment. We just explained what the the twenty fourteen thing was. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, we we anyway. did explain what Smash Mouth offense was. Yeah, before. <laughs> that's when you play Smash Mouth too much <laughs> around your housemates. So look, let's yeah. just backtrack a bit. We'll go back to basics for a sec. Yeah, that's when you play Smash TV too much and you drool out your mouth. so smash mouth were formed in 1994 by guitarist and lead songwriter greg camp bassist paul delisle and drummer kevin coleman uh so their first album so is it fush you mang i think so 
That that it, just seems racist. I think it is actually a reference to something. Let me good. Look it up. I hope so. I have this information. Oh, okay. The title of the album was taken from a line "Fuck you, man," slurred by Al Pacino in Scarface. So fush you, man. Yeah. Yeah, because I think he says Mang and, and Mine a lot in that movie. Okay. So that album was more pop-punk oriented, but went platinum on Interscope off the 60s style single Walking on the Sun, uh, which, side note, Richard has said is a genuinely witty song. It is. It's like um, a parody of the Coke I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing ad from the yeah. early 70s, I think. Yes. Um, also yeah, as featured in the... Like, by the World of Coke. Yeah, also as featured in the finale of Mad Men. Um, the, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a parody of, you know, corporatism and also... Yeah. I feel like it references global warming, right? The idea yeah. of, you know... Oh, of course. Sun, which is something that recurs in All Star, because I feel like yeah. there's, like, a lot of continuity between the two songs, because Greg Camp um, wrote the vast majority of the material, right? Yeah. Um and so I think there's an oral history in Rolling Stone of All Star where they kind of talk about the band dynamic and how when they went to record Astro Lounge, because of the success of Walking on the Sun, there was a lot more pressure from the other band members and the label to actually, like, deliver hits. Yeah. So, like, All Star is what he came up with, you know, probably in, like, 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> it's, like, the I feel like it's very similar in perspective. It's just, like... Um, I know it's more directed like for kids. It's not cynical at all, you know. Yeah, yeah. Was can't get enough of you, baby, on Fushu Mang, or was that on Astro Lounge? I think on Astro Lounge. Yeah. Because Mang had um cover of Why Can't We Be Friends by War. Yes. Yeah, that's right. No, because like... I remember because because can't get enough of you, baby, was also the the like they just were on movies everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was also the like the, the the song for Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. The movie Can't Hardly Wait. He, oh, yeah. The film clip has him and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Or Jennifer Love Hewitt is in the film clip for that song. Oh. Like based off those three songs alone, like I hope that they are raking it in because they deserve to. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I think they those three songs are like, just like iconic. And I'm not mm. saying that to be a oh, shit no, they are, like they are though. Yeah. And even even to a lesser degree, their cover of Why Can't We Be Friends. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Again, on, you know, the fucking basketball. Soundtrack. I was about to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't they play it live on basketball? No, that's no, where Big Fish plays right, Be yes. Alive and Take On Me. Yes. I've seen that movie a lot of times. Ah, uh, what a movie. We should watch it. So <laughs> I have not seen it. Um, I'm just looking. So Smash Mouth on Spotify... All Star has 563 million plays, Ooh. which is a lot. Yep. Yeah. 562 million of those are from us, I think. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that. Didn't <laughs> I didn't deserve that at all. Um, just acknowledging the truth of it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a wry laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I don't know, it's pretty goddamn impressive to yeah like clock up that many listens to have like just on the one album like those songs that are so iconic and then also however many years later so what 21 years later yeah getting on um 
for that song, like for All Star to still be huge, even if it is in sort of like a meme way. Like the fact that All Star has its own page on Know Your Meme mm. is kind of wild. Like, why is it more of a meme, more than just a meme to you, Richard? Um, well, I think it, it articulates, well, here's the thing, right? In 1999, I was aware that the song existed. I don't think I ever really liked it. And I didn't see any of the movies that it was in at the time. Like I never saw Mystery Man. I never saw Digimon the movie, even though I would have wanted to. Uh, Apparently it's sad. Shrek Um, was like 2000 something, wasn't it? Shrek was 2001. Yeah. So that's like one of the ways that the nostalgia around it is being confused because it's like, you know, also was not introduced to the world via Shrek as much no. as people like to troll the band on Twitter by saying that it did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I remember um, in probably 2011, my friends and I bought a secondhand copy of Astro Lounge from <laughs> um, like an op shop just yeah. as a troll. And I remember like, um, frisbeeing the CD into my friend's car where it stayed for like probably a year until I retrieved it to like <laughs> you know return it to the actual CD case <laughs> and at that point I was still like oh Smash Mouth like so lame you know just this cheesy band from the 90s and then all start you know started creeping into my head Neil Cicerega helped to reclaim it and then I was like yes. oh you know it's this one piece of our childhood that's like you know it was accessible to us then it was everywhere then but like as we've grown up our relationship with it has kind of changed and yeah it's kind of it's like the definition of a meme a meme being an idea that can that's like replicated and adaptable to any situation right so yeah like so there's like a, a there's a lyric for every situation yeah yeah i love the idea of like um you know there are those kids that you know, in their late teens, early twenties, getting like drive around in cars and you know, smash letterboxes and that sort of thing. You and your friends were just buying cheesy music. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think like, yeah, it for me personally. Like, I remember hearing it when I was a kid, being like sick and not thinking much beyond that. Seeing it in Shrek, thinking sick and not thinking much beyond that. But again, it's just that sort of latent thing where, like, then it crops back up in pop culture and you realise, like, oh, shit, this song actually rocks ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, because everything about it is just so 99. Like, there's the sort of Technicolor kind of music video. Yeah. Technicolor, like, album art, everything from Astro Lounge, like, just the way that the band themselves present presented themselves like and just like that there is like the wryness in the lyrics but it's just so optimistic that part of why I like it so much now is it does remind me of how optimistic things were in the 90s exactly like yeah. that it isn't like hey I'm an all-star it's hey you're an all-star man. exactly like, you're an all-star it's funny like I completely forgotten the film clip was like to tie in with mystery mystery man, man. Yeah. yeah i was so bewildered when we watched I, that just before i was like wait what and you were like what is this i said it's mystery man yeah um and it's kind of funny because so like the film clip is so like oversaturated with color and mm. bright and vibrant i i mean it's been a long time since i've seen mystery men and yes it was essentially a kid's film I went and saw it with my mum and we babysat 
babysat some kids or my mum babysat some kids for her work friend and they were pretty young and there's a scene where like Greg Kinnear gets just basically like his skin pulled off and mum's Ooh. like oh maybe I shouldn't have took them to that but I didn't have any other plans and <laughs> it's character but, building but it's just it, like where I was getting at was in my memory Mystery Men is a really not dark in like tone but just it's one of those movies where it's just like everything is just dark it's just nighttime all the time and like everything is just sort of like touched over with this tinge of gray and brown and right you have all star which is just like nah man we believe in this thing called red and green and blue and yellow yeah kind of ties into how there were so many cartoons and things in the 90s that were like really adult and like kind of terrifying and body horror that's like it sort of it does capture that like subversive quality of a lot of the pop culture that we were subjected to at the time Mm. like Yeah, a lot of the stuff you sort of think back, you're like, oh, that was actually kind of dark, like Rocco's Modern Life or like Ren and Stimpy. Or exactly. Just ones that had like, yeah, that undercurrent of like unsettling sort of. Like Ren and Stimpy had that thing where it would have like a long, a, 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 yeah, like a long shot of say someone's face and it looks normal. And then it like cuts into like super close and they've got like, you know, like there's a band aid on their face and they've got like pus and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. That was their humor. And yeah, I thought it was funny as a kid. And rewatching it as an adult, I was like, oh, "Is it mostly just gross?" And then they did adult Ren and Stimpy as well. Really? Yeah, there was an adult Ren and Stimpy. Oh, gross! Yeah. So what, like with adult themes? You mean? Yeah. So I think it was. I think it was John K. The creator. Oh, not, got... He's a bad man, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's problematic. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, sorry, you were saying he. Oh, I think it was like he basically it's just like there's a long history with ren and stimpy we're not talking too much about ren and stimpy but it's just yeah it's not that important but yeah like to me this song it just yeah it sort of captures that whole like nature of like what we grew up with and why it still resonates today because like as a kid it's like yep cool this song is sick it was in shrek like love it then you grow up and you're like oh yeah like the lyrics are a little bit wry like a little bit kind of and then yeah just like the older you get and like as circumstances continue to just get more and more like out of control like especially at the moment it's just kind of like okay like I can fuck with this because it's yeah like my world's on fire how about yours like it's just yeah like it kind of captures that chaotic energy perfectly yeah hence why it's so hard to string together a coherent episode about it because it's just (laughs) it's all-encompassing. It's the stuff. urtex of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of the exactly. It's the what? Urtex. But, um, oh, man. It's, yeah. I don't know. I'm scrolling through the Know Your Meme page about it. And, yeah, just so a few highlights, which we've already more or less covered, I'm sure. So Shrek... Some guy did a Mario cover of it. That's uh, an early one, I think. Very early. Yeah, super early. Uh, someone did a parody video featuring Rebecca Black and Tay Zonde, which I didn't realize. Oh, no. um, people, were... um, people don't really give enough credit to SNL for legitimately like kicking the meme off. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, it's like I think it's a 2010 episode with um Jennifer Lopez where she plays the mother of a young girl who 
Um, yeah, Smash Mouth. She's like, oh, there's a boogeyman in my closet. It's Smash Mouth. I keep <laughs> coming out to sing All Star. Um, <laughs> like whenever the mother leaves. Yeah. And then um, Jennifer Lopez delivers this monologue about how like, you know, wasn't Smash Mouth like there for, there for you uh, at your like end of year soccer presentation? You know, Aww. like wasn't that song just everywhere? Isn't it actually kind of comforting? And then Smash yeah. Mouth like burst out of the wall and keep playing. So, which <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of just a great analogy for what it is mm. in real life. <laughs> I reckon it was probably in my first five CDs as well. Wow. But, yeah. I think I could probably remember those as well. So, did you buy it for yourself? No, I got it as a Christmas present. Oh. From your mum. From from my mum and dad. Sick. Yeah, for uh, my for Christmas. 99. <laughs> it was Offsprings Americana was my first. Sick. Then it was the Pokemon CD. Yep. Which one? Yeah. The the TV one, right? TV or movie? Yeah, the TV one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah then Astro Lounge. Then Mill and Collins Penny Bridge Pioneers. Aww. And then Lent Biscuits Chocolate Starfish Hot Dog Flavored Water. <laughs> yep. I have this vivid memory whenever I hear that album title of playing a game of Chinese whispers, which is probably not a very great term to use <laughs> these days, um, in primary school. And so that premise of like someone starts a message, you sit in a circle, you whisper in each other's ears, and by the end of it, like someone will have fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, one of the boys in the class chose to relay the message that was just limp biscuit, chocolate starfish, and hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> excellent at the time i was just like oh that's weird like that would be kind of yuck imagine that but like then you grow up you're like oh (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i wonder if the teacher ever sort of clicked or if they just weren't paying attention i mean to be fair like yeah hot dog like hot dogs are great but hot dog water like there's just something i mean it's not like i drink hot dog water but just hot dog water gives me that that yuck vibe Yeah. yeah just idea of that Ugh. You as a musician, Richard, I do have a, a sort of musical question. The way that Steve Harwell sings, the kind of harshness to his voice. Yeah. Is that something that, like, has it aged well? Like, is he still able to kind of sing like that? Or does has it deteriorated his voice over the years? Um, I think it has deteriorated a little bit. So it doesn't sound the same, but he doesn't sound hugely different either. Yeah. Um I mean he's recorded a little bit of music in the last decade. Like mm-hmm. um he was on that there's like a country song featuring him that's like super cheesy. Yeah. And that um that EDM song called like Love as a Soldier that's just terrible. I remember that. You've yeah. watched that with me, I think. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I think I think we'll get to this like later with the cover, but so much of what makes a song unique is that like no one can replicate exactly how he sounds and his delivery yeah it's so like inexplicable to me yeah Mm. because it's like he's not quite singing it straight and that's like part of the fascination of the song with um so like i know you've made the comparisons like or like you've made the the sort of realization that he's talking about uh climate change yeah is he talking about climate change or is it kind of like when you watch that interview with Tommy Wiseau where he's like, oh, yeah, it's black comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is It is in there. Um, I think if you look up interviews with Greg Camp, 
Um, he definitely talks about invoking it deliberately, I think. Okay. Yeah. Or at least, like, the thinning of the ozone layer, at the very least. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, that was more of the topic of, at the time was the ozone layer. Yeah. The hole in it. Well, yeah, like, there was a guy, so username, kind of confused, I guess, on the subreddit r slash fan theories. Um, they basically just posted an entire, like, diatribe about how Smash Mouth song All-Star is about the exact opposite everyone thinks it is. And so, yeah, that classic thing of, like, oh, it sounds, like, really positive and whatever, but it's actually not at all. And, yeah, in terms of the climate change stuff, uh, so it's a cool place and they say it gets colder. You're bundled up now. Wait till you get older. But the media men beg to differ, judging by the hole in the satellite picture. Now we've the moved on. men, by the way. Yeah, he put media men. And as I read it, I was like, that doesn't seem right. So thank you for that correction, Richard. <laughs> so uh, what's his name? Kind of confused, I guess. Says, now we've moved on from anti-celebrity worship to anti-government and media verses. The first line indicates that the world is a cold, cruel place and it's only going to get worse. The second one should be obvious. When you become older, especially elderly, when you no longer have anything to offer the establishment, then you'll be abandoned by that establishment. Of course, the establishment being the government. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Then, yeah, the ice we skate is getting pretty thin. The water's getting warm, so you might as well swim. My world's on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it. I never get bored. Uh, the second could mean two things. It could refer to global warming and, once again, the ignorance associated with denying it. Who cares? If the water is rising, we'll just swim is the mindset of the ignorance. It could also simply mean that in the event of the collapse in the first line, so being the ice we skate, I think, uh, most people simply won't give a shit and they'll continue living in ignorance and pleasure even after the great decline has begun. Uh, so, yeah. Is it's it part, kind of- part of the irony is that um, Greg Camp eventually left the band because he felt they were getting too corporate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the song was on everything. Yeah. But- you kind of couldn't get away from this song. Like, yeah, they, they look and all credit to them. They would have gotten their money, but they sold it to just fucking everything. Definitely. Yeah. I think he wasn't against that, but it was more that it started to affect them on a songwriting level. So he was like, you know, why, what am I doing this for? Ultimately. I'm embarrassed to say, I don't really know what happened to Smash Mouth after Astro Lounge. They kind of just kept putting out music. Like the, I think, 2001 self-titled album has um, Pacific Coast Party, which is like a disco song. Yes. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, like Shrek 2 that they did. Oh, they did. Um, um, I had it. I'm yeah. a Believer. Yes. Yes. For Yeah, they had that. Um, but after 01, I think they just kind of faded from the mainstream because, as you can imagine, like there wasn't much room for that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's... We- It was then, like, Nickelback's time and, you know, Hinder and and all the Stained and all the butt rock bands. (laughs) Yeah. They weren't weren't butt rock enough. Yeah. But... Watching that film clip as well, like, um, yeah, like, his uh, his chin strap beard is possibly the thinnest chin strap beard I've ever seen. (laughs) It's, yeah. Remarkable. Definitely an analogy for something, but I don't know what. <laughs> no. <laughs> My patience for this song in 2014. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But... The beard you grow is getting pretty thin. <laughs> oh, man. 
I feel like there was some profound thing I was going to say, but apparently not, because I cannot remember at all. But just, that's right. Like, going back to that sort of the vocal delivery, like, there's just, yeah, there's something inherently, like, meme-worthy of this, like, from the get-go, like, just the delivery of, like, somebody, like, (laughs) that in itself is, like, a one-two, like, set up punchline like it's kind of like like you can just say somebody and like say it in that like kind of cadence and people know it's like yeah dental plan and then you could yes. probably say it in a party like dental plan and someone's going to call out lisa needs braces yeah. yeah like it's it is that sort of and just like the way it's become shorthand for like it's almost like sort of the millennial equivalent 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 of like curb your enthusiasm music like yeah like the fact that whenever we go out to or when we used to be able to like when we go out <laughs> to karaoke and as soon as we get sick of a song we'll just start subbing Somebody. in <laughs> yeah and it's just shorthand for like nah fuck this like it's just just yeah I those know. three syllables as well like they synchronize so perfectly to shrek opening the door to his outhouse yeah Exactly. Some... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the door. Which, um, that that sequence was actually written with All Star in mind. Um, oh my god. We learned recently because they That's it took great. them like it was really difficult for them to actually get the rights to it for some reason. Ah. I think. Um, but yeah, really like fun. it ended up working out. So, have you ever watched the um? So, if you if you know like the original voice of Shrek was Chris Farley and Chris Farley yeah. died before finishing that up and he actually did some reads for it and it's quite interesting like yeah watching because, because someone has has done like just sort of like some like storyboards like yeah done some drawings for it. like they're, they're crude but yeah it's really interesting and he doesn't like chris farley doesn't do a scottish accent he just does chris farley hmm. it's really it's really quite strange and then mike myers comes in after chris farley died yeah. and does a scottish accent and yeah. it's like like imagine there's a world out there there's another universe where chris farley didn't die and shrek doesn't have a scottish accent yeah and chris Chris farley is still funny yeah that man was very funny yeah that's kind of wild it's like as soon as you well not as soon but like right before you like just brought that up i was going to say like and it feels like another sort of parallel universe thing like i (laughs) i wonder if smash mouth realized the kind of power they would wield with this song when they wrote it. But like <laughs> on the like the face of it, like it's such a base level, like, yep, pop song, whatever. But like that's nuts. Like they yeah. it's just completely taken off in a way that like could anyone have predicted it? Like But it's still it's funny because this second run you would almost say like a second run for this song yeah has outlasted its first yeah definitely yeah yeah. by years like it just and yeah like similar like in a parallel universe where chris farley was the voice of shrek where like there's also a parallel universe where this song didn't exist and therefore couldn't inform shrek couldn't inform like this yeah complete like tangent of like who's another band like I'm thinking of like Baja Men or something would have been that then yeah. true because that song has a similarly like tangled history. Exactly, yeah. 
But it's just, it's nuts to think, like... Yeah, I can imagine a meme landscape without this, obviously, but, like, this is part of what still connects, like, our generation to meme culture. Like, mm, it's, yeah. I sometimes, I sometimes think of it as the we didn't start the fire of the 90s. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. It's such a cliche, but, like, I do feel like someone needs to do a we didn't start the fire of just 2020, I reckon. Yes. Just for 2020 as well. Yeah. Just the year. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, I mean, like, because it started with literal fire here. And yeah. uh, anyway, anyway, somebody. <laughs> um, yes, that is the wrap up too. <laughs> shall we talk about the cover that we, did we actually, no, we did mention the band at the start, but let's talk about Chunk, no Captain Chunk. Let's talk about Chunk. Chunk. Is this where we take a um a respite? Do I just stop recording? I reckon we should keep recording. And Richard, I think you should listen to it and remark oh. on it in real time. All right, all right. Um, you might be able to hear it though. If yeah. this works, if this would you need to listen to it as well? No, okay. I don't. Okay. If this works, then what you will be listening to, dear listener, is Richard listening to it and reacting to it in real time. If not. Um, we'll see you soon. <laughs> well, if you want to sync it up, I'll give you a count in to hit play or to whatever. Hang on, I mean, in post production, yeah. All right. I'll One, two, three, four. He'll put it on in post. Ah. Like, we'll put it in in post, I ah, should okay. say. Yeah. All right, so it's a video. The singer looks like a younger Rivers Cuomo. I can see that. I thought Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. A bit of both, yeah. Yeah. He's just kind of got that, that sort of smashed face, like Quentin Tarantino. I wonder if he likes feet as well. No. <laughs> I remember when I was doing tape um, for the screen and, media, screen media and radio course that I did, and a couple of years before that, because we were watching like the previous year's video and it was a guy that i went to high school with which was kind of bizarre oh yeah. and yeah he was just he was he he did the course before i did like by a couple of years and i was like and this kid already established in high school that he had a foot fetish and i was just like i just like called out like oh my god that's and i like called out his name i'm like that kid has a fucking foot or that guy has a fucking foot fetish and people start laughing and there's one guy who's just like 
wrong people that are having a foot fetish. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't want to yuck anyone's yums, but just... I don't get it. Please stay away from my feet. I, I'm, I'm the same. Like, don't want to... I don't want to yuck on your yum, um, to, to steal a phrase. Mm. But I don't get it. At the I same think... Time. The, I mean, the issue is not the fetish itself. It's just that a lot of people are creepy about it. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and he was. Yeah. He was. Because I remember, like, a girl, like, took off her shoes to sort of, like, rub her feet. He, like, he, like, went down and knelt and he's like, I'll rub them for you. That's and disgusting. She was, like, she was just like, nah, I'm good. You look like a frog. Is he in prison now? Like, that's creepy. He should be. I know he doesn't have a career in screen media and radio like me. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, that made it sound like I do have a career. Right? I know, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Like myself, that course didn't do him much good. <laughs> <laughs> Go to home, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I have a fetish for just having a quiet night in and watching a movie. I just, yeah, I, at the moment, just this year, I just keep having like... <laughs> Like, things will be perfectly fine, and there's just sort of like a doom, and then, like, I just sort of, like, shut down a bit. And, yeah, as soon as you brought up Quentin Tarantino, like, everything just went grey. Like, <laughs> I just, at the moment, just, yeah, everything is affecting me so much. Like, there was this video on Twitter the other day of a bird that was, like, bopping along to, like, different ringtones, and everyone was like, oh, how cute. And I looked at it, I'm like, oh, that's cute. And then, like, a few tweets down, someone was like, it's fake. Like, its owner is holding it under its wings and, like, making it dance, blah, blah. And something about that just, like, completely ruined my day. And, like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, it just completely changed my mood. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. (laughs) Uh, Remember remember when Mike Myers was in... Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards, and people yeah. were like, oh, oh yeah. The return of, of Mike Myers, and it wasn't. And it's like, and I just look at him now, and I'm like, you really just wish you were born British, don't you? Mike yeah. Myers. <laughs> Remember when he did that Love Guru? What a time. A I very hated film. Was, I think that was before by about a year. Um, Inglorious yeah. Bastards. Like, no, I want to say before Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The song is finished. All right. So would you like to comment on it now or shall we do a quick... We that's... Let's do a quick run of, you know, this this episode has been pretty... Uh, hectic. Hectic. Let's bring it down a little... Not bring it down. It makes it sound like they've got a sad history. They don't. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll go through some facts. I feel like we should have done this while Richard was listening to it, but that's just the beauty of hindsight, folks. <laughs> exactly. That like 2020 hindsight. Ah. So, Fucking blind and gonna yeah, die. Yeah, pretty much. I just realized that the meaning of twenty twenty hindsight is gonna be like altered forever. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Like there were so many years where we were gearing up. Like I don't know what's gonna happen because I don't have twenty twenty vision. It's like if only we knew. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's what started it. Oh. All. Anyway. Okay. So chunk, no Captain Chunk, sometimes abbreviated to C exclamation mark and CC exclamation mark. So it's not really an abbreviation at all. That's just. It it probably took me longer. Acronym. Find... Yeah, exactly. It probably took me longer to find the exclamation mark than to just write chunk, no Captain Chunk. Yeah. I will never be able to type this band's name correctly. I just want to say because um, yeah. not only the placement of all the punctuation, but the repetition of chunk the multiple C's and also me getting them confused with Captain Cuts. 
who's like yeah. an emo producer or something, right? Yeah, Captain Cut's a great... Band names should not have punctuation. I'm sorry, I'm going to say this, unless you're pink and, and you use that exclamation mark as I, your... Uh... I think you can have one instance. Yeah. At most. Yeah. Two oh, is think... self-indulgent. Three is getting into Van Halen album one territory. Like, every yeah. song had a punctuation mark in it. And also, like, you have to use it properly. I don't care. Like, I know that people are like, oh, but, like, everyone gatekeeps language so much. And, like, yes. Yeah, and, and us letting it slip is how language <laughs> starts to slip. Well, it's like us letting it slip is just, like, a slippery slope into people not believing that vaccines are a thing and mm. shit. Like that the earth is round. Yeah. Anyway. So they aren't actually an American band. If you listen to that, they're like, oh, yeah, that's a... Uh, classic american pop punk band they formed in 2007 from paris france well there you go uh the name chunk no captain chunk comes from the film the goonies which if you ask anyone from the 80s excluding myself if you ask <laughs> anyone from the 80s or no, if you tell anyone from the 80s that you have not seen this film they will fucking slap you across the face have you seen it? I have not seen it. No. Really? That surprises me. me. It's a good movie. I, is it one, though? Because I watched a couple. Like, I watched Short Circuit for the first time as an adult. It was just like, yeah, it's okay. Like, is it one where I would enjoy it as an adult or no? I think so. Yeah, I think you would get, like, a bit of... Whatever the term is for nostalgia for a time you didn't experience, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Like, it's a, it's pretty decent for what it is, I think. Yeah. Alright. So the band consists of vocalist Bertrand Ponce, guitarists Eric Ponce and Paul Wilson Cordobard. <laughs> I like that he's, it's like his nickname is Wilson. And bassist Matthias Regal. The band began when Paul Cordobard wanted to combine pop punk with hardcore punk and heavy metal. Cordobard has described this style as kind of bipolar. Sure. Also, they tune their guitars down to drop B flat, which is real fucking low. It's very low. That's like that's like slipknot tuning. But like, why? To have a heavier guitar tone, to have a lower guitar tone. So they, yeah, they call themselves. Well, they don't call themselves, but they are one of the pioneers of the easy core genre, which I think is like it's very much like pop punk melodies very melodic major key overall but still like heavy breakdowns yeah right. uh, which reminds me a lot of like fallout boys thriller yes yes the intro to that yep oh so good and bertrand ponce has said that although they're french their sound is american which is why they sing in english which i realized when i was listening to the cover just then right um because the American, like, pop-punk affect is miles away from, like, French in, like, French-English in tonality. Yeah. But I also noticed when they sing Hey Now, they sing A Now. Hey Now. I yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's consistent. Hey Now. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, Richard, seeing as you have just freshly listened to it, what do you think of Chunk, No Captain Chunk's cover? I think if they just did it with a pop-punk vocal and in the original style, it'd be, like, very predictable. But it's kind of cool that they rearrange it and make it their own and, like, go in and out of, like, playing it straight. Um, yeah. I think it's, like, more enjoyable than um, 
than what I expected, I say. So yeah. what are you gonna say then the original I was gonna be like get out? <laughs> I realize yeah, I, I really like this song. And and it does start off very similar to the start. It's yeah. just that yeah, that very sort of pop punky kind of voice. And then it's that that drum fill kicks in and then like yeah the 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 sort of heavy tone comes in and it's and and yeah, you're like, okay, this is their style coming in. Mm. It's yeah, no, I, I really, I actually really liked this cover. Um, having never listened to Chunk, no Captain Chunk. Yeah. Although back to the uh, the topic of when I was in TAFE, one of the guys got really excited because they did this song for this album. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. He was like, he was like, oh, the new pop, the pu- new punk goes pot is coming. Uh, punk goes pot. <laughs> punk goes pop is coming out. He called was, it years before it started. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, Chunk, no Captain Chunk does All Star. I'm like cool (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it's definitely one of those things like and yeah like they perform this cover live as well like it's yeah which i found fascinating yeah like that's the thing is like it's definitely going down that route of being like a crowd pleaser kind of thing but they do it well like Mm. it isn't just a rote cover that they do for laughs or whatever like they've put the time into it yeah it's almost like they were gifted this one by fearless records probably because they are a fearless records band but like and i imagine that's the process as well as that fearless picks who's going to do what song Uh, or do you think they sort of are like okay here's the list of songs would they even i guess because they'd have would they have to get the rights to it i don't know um technically you don't need the rights if you keep the lyrics the same if you oh. change any of the lyrics, you need permission. Oh, shit. What about all the yeah. douchebag like, douche bands that do Taylor Swift songs and change um, he pronouns. to she? Uh, yeah, he to she. Change the pronouns. I, I think technically they would need permission. Um, in reality, I'm not sure how much that's enforced, but yeah. Yeah. Stop being a fucking coward and just, just keep the pronouns as it is. I know. I thought you were telling Richard to stop being <laughs> like, what? That's rude. Stop being a coward and finish Smash 365. <laughs> I, I just want a band like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I've never listened to August Burns, right? But I think they're like a deathcore metalcore band. Yeah. I want, a, I want a growling deathcore band to cover I Kissed a Girl, but change it to I Kissed a Boy. That's the only acceptable way. Well, I, as Emma will tell you, Yes, there is a version. Was it um, Cobra Starship who did it? No. It's Gabe Supporter Solo, I think. Yes, that's right. And yeah, I'm going to look that up now. Is it Super Macho or is it Super Dancy? It's Super Dancy. Yeah, no, I'm talking about Super Macho. Ah. Ah, yeah. But yeah. That'd be impressive. Yeah, I've been listening to my high school mix CDs this week and it is a ride... Richard, you would enjoy it. It's <laughs> terrifying. Um, yeah, like they do right. <laughs> Cobra Starship do Hollaback Boy and it did not age well. I bet. Just, it's so embarrassing. And at the time I was like, this is hilarious. I don't know why I found the funniest song on your um, on your mixed CDs to be I Hate Everything About You by Three Days Grace. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Probably because that's a song I would have, absolutely written when i was 14 oh and sad so yeah gabe supporter well cobra starship cover Katy perry's i kissed a boy very much mimic the 
like music element of it but it's very yeah it's very it's a product of its time like it's sort of playing up that up that like slight gay panic kind of element like that sort of i think it's when people were obsessed with like the word metrosexual yeah it's like yeah gay panic's probably not the right term but it's definitely that thing of like that's when people were starting to fuck with norms and stuff but it was very performative and like very tongue-in-cheek yeah yes like it wasn't a sincere thing it was more of a let's see how uncomfortable i can make you or Mm. let's see how much i can turn on this hot girl so that i can make out with her or like Mm. i don't know so yeah like the chorus i kissed a boy and they liked it got all the home got all the honeys in the club excited (sighs) i kissed a boy just to start shit and homeboy was not about it I know it's wrong, but I don't mind. I'm going to start shit tonight. I kissed a boy just to start shit. Bitches loved it. It's funny because, I mean, we've, we, especially at the moment, like, I feel like our attention span hasn't been in the place to watch something where we need to, to, you know, keep our focus on it. So the two of us watch a lot of just trash TV shows. Yeah. yeah. We've been watching Just Tattoo of Us a lot. Yeah. Which, and wow. we've been watching the English version. Tried an episode of the American one and it's no good. Sucks. Um, but like just a lot of the people that they get, like a, if they get like a couple of dudes on the show and it's just like, I don't think they have any pairing of dudes that aren't like, you know, almost play, like, like gay chicken. Where it's like mm. getting as close to one another to see who c- cracks before the other one yeah. kisses, and it's like, do you guys just want to kiss each other? Because we like it's twenty twenty. Like, not many people really care about that anymore. But it's just yeah, like no wonder like everyone who isn't straight hates straight people because we're the fucking worst <laughs> as a straight person. Like, uh, anyway, um. Yes, I have no idea where we were before I went on that tangent of... I don't even know how we got there. I know. Um... <laughs> but Chunk, no Captain Chunk. It's uh, We will be talking about them again as well. Yes. Yes. We will. Yeah. Had a bit of a listen to them. And yeah, it does definitely follow that thing of... It's like pop punk versus heavier choruses with a bit of a breakdown at some point. Um, this song could have done with more gang vocals Mm. had had a couple of little brief moments but Mm. could have done with more yeah i feel like they do a pretty good job but that specific easy core style with the like very processed guitars has become so normalized in like modern rock music that it really annoys me you know Mm. it's like um there's just no longer anything organic sounding about any rock or metal that's like even remotely close to the mainstream but mm. like not in a good way i think like yeah. with a band like lincoln park they were using the studio as an instrument but um i don't know just like any rock band these days like you can hear the auto tune um there's like no dynamics it's just like fully brick walled i don't know um mm. that's just my complaint <laughs> my rant yeah no there, i don't know like I enjoy this cover enough. Like, it's really well done. Like, very, like, it's fundamentally, like, it's good. But this is one of the few, well, maybe not few, but, like, one of those key instances where, like, but it's not Smash Mouth. Mm. I feel like you can't really cover Smash Mouth and do justice to Smash Mouth. He, I'm going to admit something here. He said 
somebody and you immediately will immediately were like, I don't like this. I know and that's <laughs> it, because it's not Steve Harwell doing the Steve Harwell somebody. But like you, you were just like, Oh no, I don't like this. It's like, okay. And that, yeah, I know. I'm shit like that. But like that's the thing, is like for all intents and purposes, this is good. It is a categorically good cover, but I don't like it because it's not Smash Mouth. Yeah, it loses the essence of All Star. Really, yeah. like they're playing the song, but it doesn't have the same message or delivery. Yeah, like, I always say that um that um almost everyone sings Wonderwall wrong mm. because the essence of that song is Liam Gallagher's kind of snotty, like somewhat cynical delivery of it. Exactly. Whereas if you just sing if you just sing Wonderwall straight, it doesn't mean anything. Mm. Hmm. Sorry, I'm just taking a swig of fresh water. Um. <laughs> But yeah, like that's the thing is like it's so like it's well done, but it's so earnest that it doesn't work. Like, mm. like it's very sweet, but like somebody like it just doesn't have the same. Ugh. And I don't know why I care about that so much for this song, but I'm weirdly affectionate about it. Which is funny because I feel like this song has more to make you go over it than the original. Like that last theory. The last, well, the years start coming, they don't start coming. That's when it really, that's when I feel like it is at its most chaotic. Out of of both versions, like, this is them hitting that moment. And that's, you know, in the film clip, that's when, like, people are throwing food at each other and it is starting to kick off. Like, that's, that then, like, and I think one of the things I find absolutely delightful about this is that they are, and I don't know how many bands really take on their cover songs after they've walked out the recording studio, but we have mentioned it. They they continued to play this live, and I love the idea of douchebag guys doing slam, like, fucking hardcore dancing to All Star. Yes. Doing the spin kicks in the arms <laughs> and, and opening the pit up to All Star. And that in itself feels like a meme. Like that just makes me, that's just that meme that's going around at the moment. Oh, the, the running man. Yeah. Meme. Yeah. Like, and, and, it, and it kind of is, but it's a meme in real life. It's a meme happening before your eyes. I think it'd be even cooler to see people like hardcore dancing to the original. Yes. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing is like the, yeah, Chunk, no Captain Chunk's one. Like, they make the covert over, and I don't yes. like that for some reason. We should just go to a Smash Mouth concert and start fucking opening pits up. Oh, man. I mean, they did play here uh, last year, or was it late 2018? I think I'm it not... was 2018? Late 2018, yeah. Have you seen them live? No, I could have... So the choice was to go to Melbourne City Wrestling or Smash Mouth on the same street on the same night. <laughs> and you and chose a wrestling show that you could have gone to the next month. I chose a wrestling show that was the biggest show of the year, I believe, for them. And who also it was cheaper. Who ma- and who then, um, I don't know. Well, I can look it up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm... I mean, I'm not claiming to be the old, the Smash Mouth fan. But I'm it's not like, claiming to be the All Star. I'm not claiming to be the All Star, but it's like, oh, like, Smash Mouth. Sorry, they were also supposed to be touring for the So Pop Festival. Um, oh yeah, last year which right. got cancelled. Yeah, 
Um, that was the weird festival, which was entirely centered around nostalgic acts, but no two acts actually overlapped in their timeline. Yeah, that, that I hate that lineup. Because <laughs> what, there was like, was it Venga Boys? No. There was S Club, maybe? Yeah. Pussycat like, Dolls. Yeah. Oh, no. Sophie Ellis Baxter. That's the thing is, like, yeah, that's an instance where, like, we need to just shut it down in terms of that nostalgia. Like, don't let it sort of cloud the reality of, like, what actually happened or, like, how good things were. I don't know. All right, to answer your question, Sam, MCW Endgame 2018, um, uh, the main event was Gino Gambino defeats Jonah Rock, who is now... Bronson Reed in NXT. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) So do you stand corrected or not? I feel like I don't. I I feel like I'm standing firm with my thing of you should have gone to see Smash Mouth. (laughs) I didn't want to spend like 70 bucks or whatever for like one song, you know? Yeah. To be fair though, I will. All right, I'll come back around. We don't really see Gino wrestle anymore. Yeah. Um, and that would have been that would have not long been before Jonah Rock was signed to WWE. Yeah. So yeah, you you were probably seeing one of his very last shows outside oh, of a corporate setting. You know. Possibly his actual last match. Possibly. Yeah. Look, there are a few other good matches on that card. Anyway. I I joke around. I don't actually you know run down the things that you do with your life. <laughs> I mean, you're welcome to. I just want to watch it from an outside perspective. Hmm. What's yes. up? No, I I blacked out for a bit there while you were talking about wrestling. <laughs> um, no, I'm just struggling to get my footing back to where we were. Anyway, seeing yeah. as um, Chunk, no Captain Chunk, uh, yes. which is their band name. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing as they... Uh, we're not able to capture the essence of Smash Mouth. I think that is part of why remixes and mashups of the original have become so popular. Yes. Um, so what are some of your favorites, Emma? Uh, so, man, pretty much everything that Neil Cicerega has done, I'm trying to think of, like, the highlights for me out of those ones. I think just, like, the first time that I listened to the opening track of Mouth Sounds and there's just yeah. the some and then it launches into modest mouse like it's just like fuck me that is so good some like it's a just a symphony of all star yeah it's wonderful like it's just so well done i think in like it's not a favorite by any stretch but i think it's also worth mentioning that fellow punk goes alum breathe carolina did a mix of it hey now you're an all star get your game on go play which is fine mm. I, just so I believe in 2016 I said if Smash Mouth recorded All Star Today um, it would have like a post-chorus drop like the whistle would be yes. the post chorus drop, and then Brief Carolina remixed it and actually did that. So, 
what you manifested it into the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the power you wield, Richard? Um, Did you write the secret? Exactly. Sorry, did I what? Did you write the secret? Uh, No, I wish. I would have made a lot of money. I feel like the person (laughs) who wrote the secret would deny they wrote the secret because it's a secret. Ah. True, because it's not very ethical to... No. No. No, it's really not. So... Yeah, I'm finding it hard, like, on the spot to quantify my favourite mashups. I think just the fact that, like, mouth sounds and is it mouth silence that are the ones that are more, like, overtly smash mouth? I think mouth silence is the one that's, uh, it's the one where there's no smash mouth. And that's, like, the gimmick of that. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, mouth sounds, mouth moods, like, those are my favourite smash mouth smashups. Because, like, they just completely, like, set the stage for it. And then, yeah, like, obviously I am a huge fan of DJ Contempt's remixes (laughs) as well. Because they are great. Can we circle back? Just, we had a discussion before recording um, about the Chunk No Captain Chunk film clip that they did for this. Yeah. Yeah. And... Emma was concerned because the, the story <laughs> the story of the film clip is that Chunk No Captain Chunk is the band hired to play at a children's birthday party. Yeah. And the children's birthday party gets fucked. Um, not to like any really sinister degree, although Pogo the Clown is there. Um, not really because John Wayne Gacy has been dead for a, a long time. But... Is he actually dressed as Pogo the Clown? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, okay. no, no. That's too dark. Yes. For that. That's too dark for Chunk No Captain Chunk. Um, but your issue, Emma, was that there were people dressed up like Marilyn Monroe. And... Well, no, just that there were adults dressed up that weren't there to perform for the kids. They were just there. Mm. And why? And I didn't have an issue with it because I, I think some of those people are probably hired to be dressed up like Captain America. And some people are probably just like, I don't know, I've, I've definitely feel like there's been parties where it's like a kid's birthday party that's a dress-up party and the parents like of other kids dress up as well. I don't know. Maybe um, it's because I didn't go to a heap of dress-up parties as a kid. Maybe also because you didn't grow up in France. <laughs> France! <laughs> I mean, I get it though. It's like, uh, there are a lot of video clips where people put a lot of effort into like minor details, but it's like super low budget. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, pivotal to the story or the aesthetic or anything. So what's the deal? They spent all of their money getting the rights to a a shitty Captain America costume and a fucking Minnie Mouse costume. That's probably where all the money went to. I don't know. It just, yeah. And like, as I said, Sam, I don't know if I should be more bewildered by the fact that I am concerned about it or more bewildered by the fact that Sam was not concerned about it. Like, and like, there's a there's a dude dressed up as the devil. Like, I, yeah, but mm. like, why is he there? I don't get it. Because, why is there a nun? Because Satan has taken the day off. Like, he's Santa. No, it does. I don't know. It just, yeah, it. That probably also put me offside for liking the couple. So I was just like, I don't understand the premise of this party. It's yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I, I I liked, I appreciated the fact that they had a dude dressed up as Captain America, considering they have said that their sound is very American as well. Like, they didn't just go for, like, Superman. They were like, yeah, let's be American in this. Yeah. Um, 
I don't feel like there's too many people that would really like to, um, outside of America, say that they would like to be American at the moment. But no. that is true. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's where I'm at in terms of the video, and also in terms of mashups of and Smash sorry, Mouth. And sorry to derail it. I just I, <laughs> I, I had that, and then Richard started, and I'm like, oh, I need to get back to this. All good. Yeah, Richard, what are your what have been the highlights of your journey to Smash? <laughs> Let me try and list a few off the top of my head. Um, yes. All Star But It's Bad Guy by Billie Eilish is quite good. <laughs> That's a more recent one. Um, yep. I played that in a DJ set last year. Oh, There's yeah. um, All Star But All Notes Are Tuned to C. Yeah, oh, I, think I, I think I shared that with you possibly. Probably yeah. like many people, but is I that... do remember you responding with some form of just... Uh, <laughs> is that the one where it's just like somebody once yeah. told me the yeah. world like it doesn't change? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, yeah. One thing we haven't mentioned is that during my peak Smash Mouth time, like whenever any new meme would pop up on Facebook, I'd get tagged by like ten different people. <laughs> Sometimes oh, on the same thread. Like a more recent one was um All Star cover on a melon, where. Yeah, I got tagged by, like, five different people in the same, like, comment thread. I was like, yep. Is that the one where the guy, like, makes the instruments out of melons and then does it? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think an ocarina. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I also think it is worth mentioning that one of my pivotal gifts and works of embroidery was uh, an embroidery piece that I gifted Richard. I specifically went to see him and his band play at Crown Casino on an 80s night to gift it to him. And it's just the opening line of All Star. It's a work of art. It really like, is. No, it truly is. is. Like, it... it's, no, it's no word of irony. It's great. But it's funny. Like, I look at it now and it's so rudimentary because, like, I hadn't been doing a hell of a lot of cross-stitch before then. Mm. I could do something so much better now. It always makes me like, oh, when I see it, when we go over to Richard's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, like, Richard, have you ever left your peak Smash Mouth phase, or are you uh, still in it? Some, Somewhat. I mean, I there's not as much, like, new content pouring out. Yeah. 2014 so was definitely the peak. Yeah. So you're out of, like, the third act, you would say. You're sort of... Hit- yeah, that yeah. sounds about accurate. That sounds accurate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me think All what right. else. I mean, the um, All Star, but it's only the years start coming, they don't stop coming for 10 hours is legendary. Yes. Perfect. Um, some of my own, like, uh, I want to dance with somebody. It's a classic. <laughs> um, I did one with um, All Star with Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush, which yes. my friend Clem uh, posted on Tumblr and said, um, I was a musical terrorist for that one. <laughs> this one with Robin's dancing on my own. That was a good one, yes. Um, one of the freakiest ones I ever did was I just took the vocals isolated and then flipped them backwards, and it sounded, oh, like, very okay. satanic. Do you still have that? Because I'd love to listen to that. I have it. Can you send it to us immediately? Yes. I'll just send you the playlist privately. Okay. Wonderful. What's that one called, or is it just, like... Is it's it just called... Rah- it's called Rats La One Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of <laughs> course, there is the iconic Punk Goes Pod theme. With Alternate version. 
in it. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it really has just like permeated. Didn't know you were doing that until we just listened to the episode after uploading it, <laughs> which you edited, and it was just like ta. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going to do another brief remix of it for this episode. Oh, so wonderful. A remix of the intro. Yeah, a remix of the remix. Yes. Oh. It... We need to hire you to do like one for the eighties. You Emma want to do one for the acoustic mm. yeah. version. I know. Can't be that. Well now that I'm learning guitar, I say as I avoid doing the homework that Jason assigned me for guitar. But um oh, I can I can teach you that song in three seconds. Because it's three <laughs> simple chords. Um yeah. I think like I feel like in summary, like we can say that Smash Mouth has permeated Richard's being like at a cellular level. Um, <laughs> I think yeah. just anything to do with like somebody or hey now, like Richard is there. Um, and me to a lesser extent. I even remember the April Fool's joke where you pretended you were hired by them to be their keyboardist. <laughs> I forgot People about believe that. that. Doing like an on the road diary kind of thing. Oh fuck me! Yeah, that yeah. Cool. I I said something like um uh after posting my Smash Mouth memes, you know, I was contacted by the band and um they they really appreciated how I like recontextualized all stuff for a new decade, so <laughs> they hired me. Although I have actually had interactions with them, like one of the yes. current guitarists has heard at least one Smash Up. Oh, oh and also um. The thing with my friend Simon, like, this would be a good note to end on, right? Oh, that um, was so wonderful. Yes, please. Let me let me find this. So he tweeted at Steve Harwell on Twitter. I need to find the exact wording of this because it, hold on. It was very good. It's very confusing, but, like, beautiful. So post... It was, like, the exact kind of interaction you want with Steve Harwell. Like, yeah. it couldn't have gone down any better. <laughs> Day it posted twenty. I'm gonna say 2015. Um, from me. While Richard is looking this up, hell yeah or yeah nah. Hell yeah for both. Extremely hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Um. So next week is going to be cringy AF. We are looking at the song "Closer" by Nine Inch Nails, as covered by Asking Alexandria. Which featured on Punk Goes Nineties Volume Two. Why is that cringy? That like the original is great. Oh, you don't have high hopes for no. Yeah. Fair enough. I just I just don't have high like. Yeah, yeah. You have to be a very specific type of person to pull off. I want to fuck you like an animal, and that specific mm. type of person yeah. is Reznor. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that that's what. That's what that song was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, any hot takes on uh, on Nin? Unless you Richard. do want to come on next week, but also no pressure. Maybe I'll see what I'm doing. I mean, great song. Yeah, look, we're all friends here. We can do, talk about rough do, sex. If you do come on, I can come on it again. I can ask the question again. But is he a better um, like musician in a band or a better movie composer? Um. I'm going to say better musician because his scores are fantastic, but um, 
the, like they're not quite one note, but he has his thing that he does. Whereas Nine Inch Nails has been a lot of things over the years, mm-hmm. including ambient music. So yeah. All right. Anyway, I found this tweet. Amazing. All right. So from Simon at Steve Harwell at Richard. Um, so he says at Richard is a huge fan and it's his birthday. Any chance you can wish him a good one and reply from Steve Harwell. Wrong date. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you heard the man, like you had the wrong birthday, Richard. You need to fix that immediately. It's so confusing. Like uh, how, how would you read that tweet and be like, it's my birthday. <laughs> either, either he's like super conceited and like is like, well, oh, I don't see anyone else's birthday, or he's like twisting it around. He's Steve Harwell is saying he is a fan of yours, Richard, and he's asking for you to wish him a happy birthday on his actual birthday. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think that when you're Steve Harwell, like every day is your birthday. I thought you were saying when Richard becomes Steve <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's inevitable, right? It's, it's like it's like how the theory that James Bond is just a code name. Yeah. Steve Harwell is just a code name. And when Richard has passed his training, yeah. he will become Steve Harwell. <laughs> I'm thinking of it more like a sleeper cell. Like one day Richard's just going to wake up and like something's going to twig in his brain and he's just going to like, all of his beard is going to fall off except for like a thin chin strap. <laughs> and he's just going to go and wreak havoc on the world. Well, I mean, we know that the uh, the code word or the activation word isn't somebody. No. Isn't that the plot of Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis? I was about to say, like, it is going to be very like Kafka esque. Yeah, you just wake up as Steve Harwell one day. Yeah. Oh, I. Yeah, I had heard, um, like, on the other, on the podcast um last podcast on the left i think it was when they were doing like listener stories so like listeners would would tell like spooky stories and one of them had one where it was like guy fieri was just like was just sort of like a werewolf and if you got bitten by him you would turn into guy fieri just like eventually like you would develop sunglasses <laughs> head and like this little like goatee and like bleach blonde hair and all this <laughs> sort of stuff and it was like flame pants yeah flame shirt flame just flame and life just i have the perfect that, way to end this episode so thank you for listening and we'll catch you next week but one morning as richard s he was waking up from anxious dreams he discovered that in bed he had been changed into Steve Harwell. (laughs) Haunting.